How's everyone? I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Outers podcast. I'm your host, Rod, joined as always by my co-host, Karen. And we're live on a Tuesday, ready to do some podcasting. Find us wherever you find podcasts. You can also find us on What's the T? Check that podcast with Nick and Reg. Um, we were on there. We discussed the latest, well, the week before our latest episode of Drag Race, the Beyonce, the night of a thousand Beyonce's and mm-hmm. just chopped it up with them in general and talked about some other stuff and some pop culture stuff and all this stuff. And what's it like being in a long distance relationship? It was a, it was a great conversation with two of our favorite people. And I think you should check it out. Me too. We love them. Um, the official weapon of the show is a taser. An unofficial sport. Bullet ball. A bullet ball. Extreme, 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 extreme. Um, all right. Let's get into the show. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. I don't know what this show is going to be about, to be honest with y'all. Okay. It's going to be a bit random and okay, all over okay. the place. Okay. Since since we going um, uh, random. Mm-hmm. uh uh, I'm going to give an NBA update. Me and Layla went to the basketball game, and we had a great time. I'm glad y'all did. Yeah, we played. Oh, shit. Fuck, I did it again. We played the Cavs. I'm still here. Everybody can see me? Yes. All right. <sighs> Fucking son of a gun. Anyway, we played the Cavs, and um, we... We're up most of the game, mm-hmm. and then we lost. I watched it on League Pass, obviously, um, and it was a it was a good game. But you know, we didn't have Kelly Oubre. Yeah, uh, it was just. I mean, we don't have Lamelo for the rest yeah. of the season. It's just gonna right. be tough mudding. And at the end of the day, it's a silver lining. It's like if you lose. That's good because you get better odds at a better draft pick. If you win, that's good because they're not quitting and you get to experience a fun game. Agreed. And uh, I actually had a really good time with her because uh, for those of you that's been listening for a long time, you know, me and Roderick have a niece, uh, Layla, and she's uh, 17. And for those of you that are premium, we actually have shows when she was a lot younger, she did like some movie reviews with us years ago. Mm-hmm. So if you're a premium um, member, you can go back and you can listen to some episodes that we have done with her. They're all in the, in the premium archive. And uh, she actually, she's be, she'll be graduated from high school this year. And it's one of those things where a time goes by fast. And it's one of those things where uh, for me, I rem- and it was hilarious. I remember when Layla was smaller, uh, she was really small. I think she was like elementary school. Uh, and we were sitting there, me, her, and your mom. And uh, I was telling her, I was like, I was like, I'm gonna enjoy this time with you now. Cause I said, I know it's gonna be a time where you're gonna get older, you're gonna get with your friends and stuff like that. I said, Auntie not gonna be your top priority. <laughs> you know, it's hilarious though. She looked at me and tears started forming. Her. I said, Baby, don't cry. I was like, it's okay. Like, I understand, you know, that that's just life. And so it's one of those things where, uh, you know, teenagers are teenagers and they get friends, they get older and things like that. So, you know, when she was younger, I cherished all of those moments. And so I actually cherished this moment because this is the first time in a long time that it's just been me, me and her. Um, 
and it was really, really uh, enjoyable uh, just to uh, kick it with her and just to talk with her. Um, I was very open with her and things like that. She was asking me questions and I was answering them honestly. And uh, I am so glad that uh, she's turned into a beautiful, intelligent, smart young lady. And it was a fun ride. It was hilarious though. Cause we got in there, we sat down. She was like, Lynn <laughs> was like, she was like, where's my, where's my man Lamelo? I said, baby, he, I said, baby, mm -mm. I said, he gonna be, uh, you're gonna be, you have to switch. Oh yeah, I guess she's at the age where uh, they would be having crushes on Lamelo too. Cause he's such a young yes. NBA player. Yeah, that mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah, he 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 damn near should be in high school. <laughs> yeah, right. And 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 it and it's hilarious though. And uh, she we was talking about the boys and about how cute some of the basketball players was and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, well, we that. do that too. And, uh, so that's that's basically the same as when I'm there. There's no difference. <laughs> but it, it, it everybody, is different. Come on, like, Karen. Okay, everybody knows that. Uh, <laughs> Donovan Mitchell is uh is 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 a piece of meat. Everybody knows that. Come on, <laughs> well, a hot throw. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we had a we had a good time, and uh, we uh, uh I took it you know through the whole protocol, went to the buffet and all that type of stuff, and we was watching the game. We was getting into the game. Me and her was 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 uh mad when uh, uh they was coming back and stuff, and yeah. <laughs> And uh, we had a great time, and I had your mama laughing. I said, I told her, I say, uh, I, I think Layla trying to take your spot because she was like, when the next game? <laughs> I said, I, say, I, say, I got to talk to grandma about that. I say, because you know, normally the games are during the week. And yeah. so uh, we, you know, she got to get up at the crack of dawn. We was like, you can't be going to the games in the middle of the week. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I talked to grandma. I, 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 I said, I told uh, your mama, I said, I said, Grandma, she trying to take your spot, honey. She want to bump you on out the way. I said, she must have had a real good time then. She's like, she did. Well, I'm glad she had a good time. Yay, I'm glad she did too. So it was really enjoyable just to kick it with my niece, just, just me and her, which is something that I haven't um, done since she's been like a smaller child. Where it's just been the, just the two of us. And so you were just riding around and just talking and just uh, enjoying each other's uh, company and things like that. And, and, and I, and I, and you know, as a, I, I'm, I don't know if this sounds crazy or not, but as an adult, sometimes you have your own kind of personal insecurities uh, when it comes to children and things like that, you know? So I was asking her, I asked her questions too. Like, you know, you know, what do you really think about me? You know, how do you feel about me? Things like that. And um, it was really. Oh enjoyable. yeah. That, is, that definitely is weird and crazy. So. I mean, you no, asked. Not. You you asked. Oh, so now it's not. You asked, and I'm telling you, it's weird and crazy. But go ahead. Is it? Oh, so you was just. Oh, so you was, that was a setup rhetorical question. You didn't really believe that. All right, just just checking. No, I don't think <laughs> I don't think it's crazy to communicate with your niece to make sure. I think actually more people need to do that shit. Like, there's a yeah, lot of. A lot of from the adults I know I've gauged. There's a lot of motherfuckers that didn't like their parents and family members and shit the whole time because uh, it was assumed to be a one way street. So, no, nah, I don't think anything's wrong with checking in and, and making sure y'all good. And I'm just glad she had a good time. Mm -hmm, yeah, I just I just wanted to be sure, you know, and stuff like that. And uh, she was really really sweet. And it, like I said, it was a really enjoyable time 
to spend that uh that NBA moment with her. And in the uh we were sitting there, she's like, Oh, she's like, Oh, they got they 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 she's like they got my nerves on high. She's like, I don't know if I come to the games all the time. <laughs> she's like, we, we were not this because she used to play basketball and stuff. Oh, and doing the uh uh the halftime game, they had like the the little kids come out there and play ball. And so me and her was reminiscing about when uh she used to be that small mm-hmm. and, and play ball and stuff like that. And so it was really, really uh uh enjoyable. I when I tell you I love my niece, I really do, and, and it has been a, a beautiful journey to watch her become an adult. And like I said, I really enjoyed that time with her. I just wanted to cover the NBA moment to say I spent time with my niece. Okay. <laughs> we also made a song with her a long time ago. Uh we did. When we were recording sport movie Unless- reviews. Uh, it's called, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm about to pull it up. It's called uh, Layla's Meow Meow. Meow, meow, meow. Meow, meow, meow. Meow, meow, meow. Meow, meow, meow. We just randomly recorded that in the studio one day. You made me think about it. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with us. Um, <laughs> we, we were just fucking around with her. Uh, and, and things mm. like that are the things she remembers. Yeah. You gotta be silly. What's the point of an aunt and uncle if they're not silly? Um, true. But uh, I know what I was gonna say is uh, let's get into some, some news, but let me play some music so I know where to put commercials later. That's right. Keep no secrets from the audience. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Angela Bassett apparently didn't clap for Jamie Lee Curtis when Jamie Lee Curtis beat her and uh, everybody else for Best Supporting Actress. Um, Some people are saying it's like a Jamie Lee Curtis Lifetime Achievement Award. I guess she's never won before. She's 64. Um, To which I would say I blame Angela Bassett for this. And I and I blame black people for this, if I'm being real. This is the cost of us and our 
black don't crack bullshit, okay? Because people was really thinking <laughs> Angela Bassett does not deserve this award just as much because it's not like her lifetime achievement is not as big, if not bigger. Nigga, they are the same age. Now, it's not Angela Bassett's fault. She still look like she's 33, you know? Come that, on. That ain't on her. She done put in the work. Y'all done been to the theater. Y'all done seen these movies. Y'all know about her. So, you know, a lot of people were very, uh, you know, uh, you know, the, a lot of people were, were kind of getting on her for this because they were like, you know, this is very ungracious. She not firing. She not uh, smiling. She not clapping. And, you know, this is very shady and all of that stuff. Black Twitter had all the memes and jokes and stuff like that. But, yeah, did you see this moment? I didn't see it live. But I seen, like, little snippets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't watch the show. I only saw it through Twitter. I, I, I watched some of it. I, mm-hmm. but I watched, like, towards the end when they started giving, like, like the like you know like the mm-hmm. the best pitch and all that type of stuff um and i think for me it's one of those things where people don't clap there's a lot of wars they gave out throughout the night where people didn't clap mm. you know and it was like it, it irritates me when you're singling her like you ought to just be grateful you ought to just be thankful mm-hmm. um and my, and this is just me who this is coming from somebody who who's a layman don't know nothing about this mm. Okay, y'all. I've been watching these awards. This has been award season. This, I think, this is the like the last one. And for the past few months, <clears throat> y'all, she's been sweeping, and everywhere, everything, all at once, been sweeping too. Right. And so it's just one of those things where um, I think it's funny how in this particular category they didn't go with everybody else. Now all the other categories that have been the well and all that stuff, everybody else who who had normally won in their categories in the other areas, one in this one too. Right. And so Mm -hmm. it's one of those things where um, it, it, you could play it first. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. All right. It's only four seconds long. Mm -hmm. Jamie Lee Jamie Lee And you basically see she didn't like clap and get up. Uh, now, one of the things is uh, Stephanie was in the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once, and she was nominated as well. And a lot of people thought if Angela didn't win it, it was Stephanie's to win. And the thing was, Stephanie was up clapping and stuff, and it makes sense. They were in the same movie. She worked with her. Right. Like, they, you know, it's like you want to be seen. I mean, I'm sure she felt like I'm supporting my friend. You know, it, it would have looked mm-hmm. even weirder. But Angela, like, she just wasn't with losing to losing that award. Like, she just felt she deserved it. And I, I mean, I right. don't, I don't disagree. I feel like it was a weird choice. I think Jamie Lee is a good actress and all that stuff. I, I actually don't. I'm not gonna do that thing that everyone does, where it's like she ain't never been shit. She's done some iconic roles, in my opinion. Uh, Halloween franchise, obviously. Um, true lies is just an amazing performance uh so it's not even like on some she ain't shit i'm not gonna do that but i think angela's performance was a better performance this year and my thing isn't people are making it a race thing and all that and maybe it's that race thing you can't ever get away from it but i honestly think it was because it was in black panther and a marvel movie 
and they have a history of (laughs) being like not so fast comic book movie we not gonna respect your shit the only comic book movies we respect is if they like are are made to be like a a different genre film that just happens to have superheroes in it like if oh you did a mob movie that that has batman in it we'll respect that but they don't respect the genre of people you know putting on tights and fighting each other Right. I agree. I agree. I, I I think, and truth be told, I think it's a combination of all of that. Mm. I think it's a, a combination of they did not want to give it to anything Marvel, honestly. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah you can win these other technical awards and, and shit like that. And I think the lady who won for um, Best Costume, she was like, that's not funny, the first black woman to win like two, I don't know if it's in that yeah, category two or something Oscars, like that. Yeah, period. They right. never, they so, never had a black woman win two Oscars. Hello. Yeah. And so it's one of those things where, uh, we in 2023, we still got first, you know, and it's very, very frustrating. Um, particularly like I, I agree with you. They both have a long career. They both have played iconic roles. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where if you look at it, I do believe if you're looking at it on face value, Angela Bassett actually performed better. And so it's one of those things where if you talk about lifetime achievement, well, like I said, they're same age. You could have gave, they could have gave it to Angela for that. Yeah. That's what you I know, said. I thought she should have got it for when she was nominated before for what's love got to do with it. Like yeah. she's been nominated before and has lost several times. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I could see somebody like her thinking, okay, this is my time. You know what I'm saying? Like I, 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 I paid my dues. I've done my thing. This is my time. And, you know, I could see it and I understand it from her perspective, being disappointed, like I said, particularly when everything else that was nominated and was sweeping won except this. So then I'm looking like, okay, what is really happening? What is really going on? Yeah, and I'm not even going to couch it in these bigger terms because I think people are doing that. We do that whenever we want to protect somebody. So we start throwing like these huge things on it like, you know, a black woman doesn't owe you her happiness and shit. I'm like, nah, it's not that because if she would have won and I seen Jamie Lee Curtis not clapping, I would have felt away. I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm not even going to pretend that it's about owing people some shit or whatever. It's just, you know, they caught her in a bad moment. She really wanted to win and she ain't, she ain't agree with that shit and she didn't act. She didn't play the part. It got real for a second for everybody. And mm-hmm. I don't have anything to really bash her for. If you want to call it petty or whatever the fuck, that I, that's fine. I just, you know, for me, it wasn't like the worst moment in the world. It just was like, oh, that sucks because I don't think Jamie Lee should have got it. But this is one of the reasons I do not watch this show because I just, oh, I, I don't I, know I, how many years I have to feel like they are sweeping the leg um, for me to... Um, yeah, I don't know how many times I just have to go through this. So I didn't watch and um, experience it live, but I did see the clip floating around. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I know, I know, and I normally don't uh, watch, uh, but I was, uh, uh, I think I was talking to your mom or something, and uh, uh, I was like, you know what, let me go ahead and watch some of this since I was uh, mm-hmm. sitting here. And so I, um, I didn't even watch, uh, I haven't seen The Whale. 
but uh, I am so glad that he won because I really have been rooting for that man. I was like, you know what? You actually deserve. And everywhere, everywhere, everything all at once, I was really excited for that crew um, to win because I think that they they deserved. And it's just, you know, that's just me. Like I said, just just a lame person just not knowing. Well, no, um, actually, me, you're a movie really critic. You're a movie critic, actually, and you vote in the North Carolina Movie Critics Association finale. So, no, it's not just a lay person giving their opinion. It's a movie critic giving their opinion. Um, I think... True. Um, I watched a lot of those movies. To me, everything, everywhere, all at once was the best movie I saw this year. Um, it happened early enough in the year that I think people start discounting it and calling it, you know, like dismissing it and downplaying the movie. But of all the shit that came out, that shit to me was the one that was like, this is different. This is new. I hadn't seen nothing like this. And, um, I haven't forgotten how it made me feel. So I, you know, I, 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 so I didn't mind it. I think, the issue is that the whiteness in the room thinks Jamie Lee Curtis deserves something because of a narrative. I even think the Brendan Fraser thing is a narrative thing. I don't think it's an actual, like, a lot of the Oscars don't feel to me like this performance deserved it as much as it feels like the narrative. And for the narrative for Brendan Fraser, you know, he talked openly about being uh, sexually assaulted. He talked about gaining weight. He talked about how he used to be like, the uh, Hollywood, you know, stud, and then, you know, his whole career tra- trajectory changed, and then this movie is kind of about some similar issues around weight and depression and stuff. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis, Lifetime Achievement Award, and stuff like that, like, these are not, to me, reasons to say somebody had the best movie. It's some. It's like, we just think you deserve to be honored for this reason, and I think for black people, Angela Bassett was ours, and a lot of black people, when it comes to these movies we don't watch all the movies the same way the white people don't we we watch the ones we want to watch and then we're like our movie should should win everything so i don't want to you know i'm not even gonna get into who deserved what because i think it's almost never true which is kind of the point of the oscars and the only thing i hate about it the only thing i hate about it is after the oscars the discussion then becomes this other discussion of like since so-and-so won an oscar clearly the the oscars were right and the other people were wrong and you were wrong and i that's the part that bothers me is from this point on you know anytime someone brings it up it's like a weapon against black movies and shit because they didn't win clearly black movies aren't good as white movies and it's just like we got to do this shit every year so uh they didn't loosen me with the football this year um but i ain't knocking people that watched it there's still plenty of stuff to celebrate Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, and and I do understand because some people this is their jam. Like I said, I I always just kind of dip in and out, so you know I know last year I didn't watch it all, and I probably won't watch next year. But I know I kind of wanted to see you know who was going to win, particularly the the end, the, the awards towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I, I was like I'm I'm good because I'm like you. I I like what I like. I don't like what I don't like. And to me, it's the end. And it's one of those things where people in the in that field I understand because they was like this is where I get recognized among my peers. So it actually matters a lot. Uh, Hugh Grant was being a dick on the red carpet. All right, back to you guys. Um, why don't they have a full thing? But, uh, sorry, I thought I was clicking on the full thing. Give me a second. I'll I'll look it back up. But Mm -hmm. Hugh Grant was interviewed Mm -hmm. by Ashley Graham and you know, it's the red carpet. So like, it's always a super easy interview. Like it's, 
You know what I mean? It's not like they're asking hard hitting yeah, yeah, gotcha they, questions. They ask you real soft questions like, "Well, who are you wearing?" and you know, "What's going on?" and right, and you know, "What do you think about the night?" and you know, "Are you having a good time?" Like, ain't you know, this ain't no heavy interviews, right? So he got asked, you know, that, and someone presented the presented this clip online with a like Hugh Grant wants no parts of this dumb shit and I was like okay so did she ask or do some dumb shit here's the interview you tell me stopping by have the best night thank you Hugh Grant you are a veteran of the Oscars and you've been here a few times what's your favorite I didn't even realize this was Ashley Graham like it's been so long since she's been like in the spotlight I remember Mm -hmm. when the whole thing was she's a plus size model a woman who is a size 10 is still making my that's, dick hard. What? That's right. Cause we covered her. Oh yeah. Yeah. For, yeah Cause for some bullshit. I remember that. Yeah. Like white people was having a fucking meltdown. <laughs> like, why not? What did I do with these feelings? She's spicy white. I mean, actually she's Latina. She's a Latina and my penis still has blood going through it. Even though she doesn't weigh 10 pounds. Like, okay, we get it guys. But yeah, she's, she's like had a couple like I think she's had at least one child and, and been married and all that stuff, but you really don't see her. I didn't know what she was up to, so maybe she's been doing stuff like this. Favorite thing about Man. coming to the Oscars? Um, well, uh, <laughs> it's fascinating. It's uh, it's uh, the, the whole of humanity is here. It's uh, <laughs> it's Vanity Fair. Oh, it's all about Vanity yeah. Fair. Yes, that's where we let loose and have a little bit of fun. Um, what are you most excited to see tonight? To see? Yeah, well, I know that you probably watched a few of the movies. Are you excited to see anybody win? Do you have your hopes up for anyone? Um, not, not, no, no one in particular. Okay, well, what are you wearing tonight, then? Just my suit. Your suit? Who yeah. made your suit? You didn't make it. Um, I can't remember. My tailor. That's okay. Yeah. Ta- shout out to the tailor. Yeah. Um, so tell me, what does it feel like to be in Glass Onion? It was such an amazing film. I really loved it. I love a thriller. How fun is it to shoot something like that? Well, I'm barely in it. I'm in it for about three seconds. Yeah, but yeah. still. It, it just sounds like he being a dick, right? Yeah. Yeah, because it's one of the things was like, did you... Did you not know you was being interviewed? Like, you've been probably doing this for about the past hour and some change. Like, you know, I'm pretty sure they go. You're walking spot, down the, the you're walking down the red carpet as a celebrity actor at the Oscars. You knew that someone eventually was going to vamp with you for a minute. They always ask the same few questions. Like, right. it just felt like that kind of thing where like, it's like and the thing I don't like, there? it's the thing I don't like where like, I'm a stun on you because I can type of vibe where it's like, mm-hmm. I don't have to be nice to you right now. I'm going to be a dick on purpose. And it's like, then stay your ass home. Like, right. And you ain't going to win this shit right here. This is a part of the job. I hate to be like this. Like, yo, this is a part because it makes you look terrible. Yeah, This wasn't paparazzi. You were here like this. This wasn't a paparazzi. This wasn't you at a restaurant. No. Some fan came over. Like you were walking down. Ask me a question lane, nigga like what the fuck like the fact that people was really on some like he was over the bullshit it's like what are y'all talking about he like he didn't even have you mean his job i'm just saying like he didn't even have like a point or a purpose like where he could be like actually i'm here to say that i'm against blank or some shit like it was just pure stupidity i didn't like it and i don't know why people either because it's one of the things where 
she was asking questions and he literally was ask, answering them like he was off guard. I, like, I don't understand. Like you said, the whole thing is ask me a question, ask you a question. You'd be like, uh, I don't know uh, uh, what's happening. You'd be like, sir, sir, she's not actually nothing complex. She's not actually nothing hard, nothing complicated. Right. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we have other interviews of you and you're not acting like this. Exactly. Like she could have asked him way more shit. I'm sure she could have found some scandal or some shit in his past and been like, well, then what about this motherfucker? Like, like if she really was out to get him or something, it's just, I don't right, know. But she's trying really to keep weird. it cute. So it's like, well then damn, just go back and forth with her. She's not asking you anything that complex. And in fact, it makes you look, it makes him look terrible and kudos for her for keeping that smile on and just like, okay, you know, because she was yeah. just trying to very work with what he gave her and he didn't give her a lot. Yeah, she was very professional um, the way that she handled that. I mean, you get a, a somewhat reluctant interview subject. It's like, you know, I, what, what should I do? You know what I mean? Like, I, I can't, I, I, if I make a scene, I become, it becomes about me and how professional I am and all of that yeah. stuff. But uh, Ashley was asked about it by TMZ, and she said, you know what? My mama told me to kill people with kindness, so there you go. Um, so she good, didn't want to. And, and, yeah, she didn't want no parts of that. And yeah. also it's one of those things where when people do that, you know what you got to do? Ask them the questions. They either answer them or they don't, and then you just keep it moving. You know, you just kind of have to go around those people. Like even with podcasts, I've heard podcasts before people have had bad people interview and they just basically just drown them out and just start talking to each other, doing other shit. Cause they were like, look, we, we can't stop the show. Cause you want to act the motherfucking fool. Yeah. You know, it's an interview. Why you, why, why are you here? Uh, Monique still reportedly demands and expects public apologies from Oprah Winfrey and Tyler Perry. Uh, okay. I yeah, guess I guess she's gave a new interview with the Hollywood Reporter. She said, um, um, I see the show I can t- and I can tell my mother is trying to make a dollar. I know my family. I reached out to everybody. I could go to Oprah. No, nothing. It just went dead. Um, wait, is this? Yeah, I guess she's still talking about it. I thought this was like an old quote. Um, hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. She's currently saying her life is in a chapter of forgiveness, but it doesn't imply that she's prepared to move on. Um, she still demands and expects public apologies from Winfrey and Perry because I think um, Lee uh, apologized already. Um he was like, okay. can y'all take me out of this, please? I would like out of the, Lee Daniels was like, I like out of the group chat. <laughs> right. What about DL? You going to apologize? You going to talk right. about it? Right. Of course wait, not. Your, you, right. If we're in the, we're in the forgiveness, is the forgiveness only one way? Yeah. I think it's just that thing too, where like you do an interview and you got to have like an angle and this may have been her angle for this interview because, you know, she never seemed to be the type to actually move on from some shit. So I don't know why she would all of a sudden be, you know, it's just a way to be on the cover of a magazine and be like, oh, I got some new shit to say. I forgive everybody as long as they publicly apologize and da 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 da. It's like, okay, well, that ain't gonna happen. Um, yeah, we'll see. Like I said, it, you know, people say a lot of things. The only time we'll tell if you're sincere. And that quote don't really sound like it, but right. you know, we'll we will see if you're sincere about your actions. Speaking of not, actions. Speaking of not moving on, siblings involved in Jesse Smollett fake crime case want to share their side of the story in an upcoming documentary series. Ah shit now. 
Yeah, Fox Nation is going to release this five-part documentary series called Jesse Smollett, Anatomy of a Hoax. God damn it. I won't be watching. Not me, the Fox Nation. God damn it, Jesse. Jesse, what you doing, bro? You got Jesse has given Fox News the ammunition to look, Fox Nation, I mean, which is even worse than Fox News, has given them the ammunition to actually have a legitimate documentary series mm-hmm. being like, this is a lie. Now, it's five parts, which means it's going to be like, I know they finna go through all the black grifters. <laughs> and this, it's not going to be just Jesse. It's going to be like, listen, first mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter living in mansions. Yep, MLB. They don't go through everybody. Sean King. Uh, did you say MLB? Is that what you said? MLB. <laughs> is that what you just said? <laughs> Black Lives Matter. My bad. Did I say MLB? We ain't talking about baseball. Baseball will be sponsoring it, though. My bad. I know VLL's been accused of juicing some stats, but I don't know that it's the same. It's not the same. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> MLB does home runs, and uh, people want people from BLM to come back, go back home to Africa. So it's a little different. It is a little different. I'm sorry. Same letters rearranged wrong. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> but yeah. So baseball didn't do nothing. I, I apologize, baseball. You know, it's not just gonna be Jesse. Is all I'm saying. They're gonna definitely turn this into like a conspiratorial thing, and I I, I feel so bad because like so many well-meaning black people defended him tooth and nail, which I completely understand. But now it's all going to look like they're going to definitely try to be like, and it's all a sham because, look, this was obviously a lie, and they still defended it. And what does this mean for Trayvon Martin, you know? So I already know it's going to be some bullshit. So I won't be watching. And uh, it looked like those dudes, honestly, you can say Jesse Smollett was not the worst person they ever took a check from. Because if Mm -hmm. you're taking checks from Fox Nation, (laughs) uh, listen, (laughs) But they get to tell their side of the story, I guess. I don't know. I won't be. I won't be seeing it. I guess. What did they pay him in? Tap dancing shoes? The hell is this? It's gonna be by. Uh, it's gonna be. Um, uh, it's gonna be by Candace Owens and Diamond and Silk. Gonna be narrating. It's gonna, gonna be terrible. Gonna, they're they gonna be executive producers. Mm-hmm. I just keep imagining if they make a live action movie, who gonna play the twins that beat up Jesse Smollett? And I think I know. I know who it's gonna be. Are they gonna have reenactment? That's gonna be. Well, a live a live action movie would be. I mean, the whole thing is a reenactment. Okay, okay, live action. Okay. Yeah, not a documentary. I think they're gonna do a movie based off it, and I think uh, Big Groove should play the twins. Like he kind of looked he like. He should play both of them. Yeah, you know, we could do like the Winklevoss twins in the uh, the Social Network movie. We'll just have make them really mad. Yeah, we just use some some CGI technology so they could be in scenes together. I feel like he could kind of give us that chicken and watermelon. Give us that full force energy that we need um to to complete the whole picture. Uh a new, get busy one time. <laughs> a new study claims that reusable water bottles hold more bacteria than a toilet seat. Oh no. If it, you don't clean it, I can see that. Yeah, it's by waterfilterguru.com. Researchers detected two types of bacteria, gram-negative rise and bacillus, uh, 
uh, after swabbing various water bottle sections three times each, including the spout lids, straw lid, and squeeze top lid. Infections caused by gram-negative bacteria are resistant to antibiotics, while certain types of bacillus can cause gastrointestinal problems. Compared to household objects, the bottles were twice as dirty as a kitchen sink, four times as dirty as a computer mouse, and 14 times <gasps> dirtier than a pet's bowl. Oh, shit. Um, I people just drink it out for a full month without washing them. I don't understand this. Well, it says it's because our mouths are full of germs. They said, while the bottles can serve as breeding grounds for bacteria, they are not necessarily dangerous. I've never heard of someone getting sick from a water bottle. Similarly, tra- taps are clearly not a problem. Uh, when did you last hear someone getting ill from pouring a glass of water from a tap? Water bottles are likely to be contaminated with bacteria that are already in people's mouths. As a result of the test, squeeze top bottles were found to be the cleanest with a tenth of the amount of bacteria found in a screw top or straw style bottles. Right, because with those people aren't putting their mouths on when they're just kind of just squirting the water out. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it sounds like more gross than actual harmful like it just sounds yeah, like oh and god and there's just germs that are naturally in your mouth no matter how much you brush and floss these germs are gonna yeah. be there <laughs> they yeah. like i'm here i mean clean tartar and plaque still show up no matter what you do yeah clean your water bottles and everything but it don't sound like it's as bad as it you know it sounds when you read the headline uh a hero from chicago sues buffalo wild wings says that boneless wings are nothing more than nuggets and i am on this man's side mm. No shit. No shit. I've always said that. That's why I do not order them from restaurants and shit. I was like, I just get, let me get the chicken strips. I will see. I, I just, restaurants, they fry the fuck out of them. I, I don't d- want I, these hard ass chicken strips. I disagree. I disagree. I found some places where the, the chicken, where it's not nuggets. Buffalo Wild Wings is nuggets. It is nuggets. I've had them before. They're just chicken nuggets. Uh, I've had boneless Korean fried chicken up here. Not nuggets. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely delicious. But it don't taste That's like different. a nugget. It's not shaped like a nugget. It's clearly big, juicy pieces of chicken. Mm-hmm. That's what I want when I order. If I only order boneless chicken, I'm I'm thinking that. If I get nuggets, I know what's up. So I hope this man wins. I would like to join Me the class action too. lawsuit. I'm with him. Uh, him. He ordered the menu at Mount Menu item at Mount Prospect location January 2023, thinking he was exclusively getting a chicken wing chicken wing meat. Uh, Chicago resident claimed he suffered financial injury after learning the restaurant's boneless wings are instead slices of chicken breast that are deep fried, which he said are nothing more than nuggets. Mm -hmm. That's true, right? Right, because he's like, y'all didn't actually pull the bone out the wing. What is this? Mm-hmm. And I don't blame them. And not while, only them, a lot of places do that. That's why a lot of places I don't order it because it's not good. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and uh, Buffalo Wild Wings thought it was funny. They posted a statement on Twitter. It's true. Our boneless wings are all white meat chicken. Our hamburgers contain no ham. Our buffalo wings are zero percent buffalo. Oh, y'all think it's jokes, motherfucker? Huh? Okay. See you in court, bitch. And man, fuck around and win. It ain't gonna be funny no more. See you in court. Okay? You got all these damn jokes on the timeline, but this ain't nothing but exhibit A. Y'all think y'all done proved this man's point. False advertising ass yes, niggas. Yes, y'all did. Yes, y'all did it. Uh 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 um um I hope he get them and anybody else and tell people these are chicken breasts uh 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 
uh, droplets or strips. These are not boneless wings. Uh, a couple of stories that are related, and we'll get to another segment. Biden meets families of mass shooting victims and toughens gun rules. Uh, basically, he's toughing background laws, you know, taking, checking people's backgrounds, which is kind of all we really have left uh, since we've decided to just give our country to the guns. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, I think that's an interesting story. And then combined with the next story, I saw this video and I'll show it to y'all, but there's a new thing in class, certain classrooms where you can pull out a from the wall a thing that basically is uh makes a bulletproof room in a classroom it's a rapid deploy safe room is what they're calling it and a teacher did a demonstration looking to upgrade your home take advantage of Uh, a teacher did a demonstration today and i saw the video on twitter and it was just it was just it made me so sad (laughs) yeah that like it's just like oh we've given up this is where we're at now um all right let me turn the volume up for everybody all right here we go oh wow this is very quiet that will add a layer of protection to your child's school our jillian brooks joining us live now from west elementary in coleman county where this demonstration is going to take place hey jillian good morning Good morning, Claire. What looks like a average whiteboard can be turned into an additional space within the classroom that can protect students and teachers in an active shooter situation, a severe weather, or it's even just an extra space for teachers and students to meet. Now, Coleman Schools and KT Security Solutions are partnering with each other to pilot this technology. It's the first of its kind in the nation. The Rapids Deploy Safe Room System can be set up in less than 10 seconds and a classroom can get inside in around 30 seconds. Coleman City Schools say these days are tr- they are training their teachers to run and hide and fight, but this provides a solution to add another layer of protection for everyone. Our goal here is to give every kid an opportunity um, to go home in the evening, um, whether it's from a disaster or whether it's from the active shooter situation. That First of all, this man is wearing a flag, lapel pin, and a, a hat like a sheriff in a, country, in a western film, so... You know he bought them guns. <laughs> He's like, we never considered getting rid of guns. Okay, I'm just going to tell you that right now. I got two on me. Uh, but what we did say is we can turn the classroom board into a safety device. Okay, so the kids, every time they're doing a math problem, can be thinking, this is what I got to get behind when the active shooter come in to kill me. You know, so we just won't cause them any anxiety at all. I'm sure they sleep healthy, won't need therapy. It's fine we're now faced with you know across the country so we want to make sure that they have that opportunity give the parents that peace of mind the educators that peace of mind when they come to school and then and then knowing that we have a a place for them to have do parents really have peace of mind though no stop that fucking stop lying no they don't like and i mean even the gun on their ones like do y'all really have peace of mind do y'all really think your kid is safe when they leave to go to school. Like, do, do, are y'all just used to it? Cause y'all love guns so much that y'all like, fuck it. If my kid got to die for me to have an AR-15 then fuck them, they, 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 you know, I taught them how to use a gun at home, you know, too bad. They can't bring one to school with them, but you know, if they get killed, it's, it's worth it. Cause I got my gun, you know, I'm, I'm wondering if it's well, that simple. 
for some for you know for parents that are really into the guns like that and a lot of white parents they really do feel like that a lot of them have lost children and will still be like oh, fuck it i want my gun you know because in my heart of hearts I, I know people that own guns and stuff and mm-hmm. in my heart of hearts i'd like to think that the people i know if i gave them a choice of like listen you could give up your gun and everybody has to get their gun up not just you and your kid can go to school and you'll never have to worry about somebody coming in and shooting them. If I could assure you of that, if there was a way to say we could be France, we could be any other country than America where this shit doesn't happen, what would you say? And I'd like to think that the people I know would be like, yes, in a heartbeat, it's not that important to me to own a gun. Part of the reason I own a gun is because other motherfuckers got guns. And if, Mm-hmm. If I had that, I, you know, but if I don't know. Percentage is still gonna be like, nope. I still yeah. want my gun, and I mm-hmm. hope that I hope I don't know those people. If I'm being honest, I hope that I don't know those people because to me that's insanity. But that's kind of if everyone makes that decision on a micro level, even the good on gun owners and shit. Then on the macro level, we gotta deal with our kids living in fear and putting walls in classrooms because we refuse to as the adults do anything to truly rein this shit in you know like as we are the adults and these kids are looking to us and what we have for them is a wall you can get behind when someone is mass shooting your school (laughs) ah all right it's 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 and not, not to go off on a tangent but it's it's very frustrating um, when you deal with this, uh, because uh, now not only do kids get active shooter drills, a lot of jobs are starting to implement active shooter drills for the first time, too. Um, they like the kids. And so it's very uh, frustrating. Uh, and for me, when I look at this, it makes me sad because when I see this, all I see is inequality. Because the school systems, depend on where your school system is, the county, the state you are in, some school systems can barely uh, provide the, the basic necessities. Do you think they're going to put up a board that's going to protect your child? For gun- no, they're not. Are y'all going to put this in the black and brown schools? No, you're not. You know, so that's the I, thing about it. I don't even it. know if it's an inequality. frustrating. I don't know that it's an inequality issue, though. Because like, somebody got to pay for it. Right. I hear you. But I don't even necessarily know that it's inequality is what I'm saying, because I don't look at this as an actual safety mechanism. I look at this like bulletproof backpacks. I look at this like, uh, you know, other bull that we're going to have some guns for the teachers in the class. Like this mm-hmm. is just another long step into denial. Like this yes. will fail too. someone will fuck this shit yes. up. Like because, you know, who be the people shooting up the schools, the same people that's in the classroom seeing what the safety methods are that like. Right. Like, they gonna fit. oh, okay, so I need to bring a pipe bomb. Like, they'll figure something out to kill everybody. They'll, you know, like, it's just fucking, it's just fucking ridiculous that this is our country. Like, we are the dumbest fucking country for shit like this. Like, guys, yes, don't worry. I came up with sense. it. It's like, what'd you come up with? Don't worry. Listen, we're gonna get behind this one. I think we can all agree. What? You got a solution we can all agree on? You know, we don't agree on nothing. Okay, let's check it out. Bulletproof walls. Okay, so that way I can keep my 27 AR-15s and the kids will be safe. It's like, man, every solution that don't start with 
figuring out a way to get the guns back and get them off the streets is just a wasted time, in my opinion. It, it is. It is. It, 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 and, and a lot of it is, is a grift because a lot of times the uh, 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 the people that won't pass the laws be the same people benefiting yeah. you. and I love to know. Press, but I'm, right. I want to know where this gets started and who came up with the idea is follow mm-hmm. the money. Yeah, because the truth be told, this shit, this shit is stupid. It don't make no sense, and they know no schoolboy in their right mind is going to tack on a few hundred dollars per child for that fucker. Right, safe haven when it comes time um, for one of those situations. Which is so we're a country that has given up. We are saying mm-hmm. when it comes time for one of those situations, and he, you know, natural disasters happen. But you know what he's really saying? It's all this is really about mass shooters. And what he's saying is a mass shooter is like a natural disaster. It's going to happen. We we can't stop it. We this country has decided that AR-15s might as well be a hurricane. You know, and it's not the same. And it's sad. But we have a generation now that I bet you if you did like a survey of the children that are in school now, I would I would like to see the percentage of children that know somebody that have gotten shot at school or friend or something like that. I'm pretty sure it's a lot higher than it was when we were in school. Not, not that this shit didn't happen back then, but it's one of those things where you're going to have a generation who is going to have a lot of PTSD, a lot of, you know, some of them, by the, by the time someone graduates, going to be done survive two or three uh, uh, school shootings and shit the way this is going. Maybe. Now, right now, there are two installed here at West Elementary, but those local leaders hope to see state and federal fundings so we can see these same types of safe spaces in all classrooms. <laughs> all this shit is so funny to me. One, now you want state and federal funding. Right? When it was the pandemic and shit, they was turning it down, but now it's like we can get walls for our classroom. Two, they just advertise this as some type of solution. They got two of them. That don't mean shit. It's more than two classrooms in this school. So I guess right. you better you better hope you got an academically gifted class or Spanish or whatever the fuck. That class is like, I'm taking all seven of my electives in Spanish. Like, I ain't never leaving this room. Um, yeah, the other thing the other thing is a safe space to them means a literal bulletproof shield from an active shooter. Not learning about what it's like as a gay kid or trans kids or being black or that shit gotta go you can get that shit the fuck out of school that's dangerous the crt is gonna fuck up the kids but 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 active shootings hey as long as we got a a a 10 by 10 wall area a safe space for the kids to go in and not get shot so this country this country it's very frustrating (laughs) it's very very frustrating and uh you know, uh, at the end of the day, we always talk about it. And you know what? It goes down to voters. And it's one of those things where, you know what? I, when this shit comes up, I still look at you motherfuckers from back in 2016. I will never forget. I will always remember. And I will remind I y'all just, bitches who step back and thought. Fuck, just fuck 2016. Fuck 2016. I remember the, the last place they got shot up in Texas, like Uvalde. Mm-hmm. They still voted Republican next time. Mm-hmm. your kids died man your kids that lived no kids that died they survived that what you going for greg abbott that's your solution so i don't know what can happen to fix this but the last thing is this mexico's president 
who is obviously under some uh, pressure right now because there was four Americans that got kidnapped and uh, I think two of them died. One of them was in like critical condition or whatever. Um, and they were black and they were in Mexico. Apparently a cartel mistaken, mistook them for a Haitian gang. Um, and so of course he's like, you know, there's always tension with Mexico because Mexico's like, don't be trying to come down here and just be like, cause y'all America, y'all finna run shit. Like, Right. The cartel members supposedly were turned in and, and all this shit, and there was a note saying they violated. Now, who knows how that shit really went, if they even really did it, you know, right. as far as that's considered. But the president, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, said Mexico is safer than the United States. There is no issue with traveling safely through Mexico. That's something the U.S. citizens also know, just like our fellow Mexicans that live in the U.S., he said during this morning press briefing, basically, he was like, man, y'all the ghetto. <laughs> like, y'all trying to judge us. You calling like, us the ghetto. Y'all the ghetto. This a, is this a fucking Tuesday in your country. Uh, right. So, yeah, he, he basically was, was defending his country. Um, and, of course. I'm not going to do is, is talk shit about us. Well, also, oh, part, part of what he's defending is the fact that conservatives use this kind of shit to be like, you know, Biden, this is why we don't want them coming across the border. Biden needs to shut the border down. He's too weak. This wouldn't have happened if Trump was president. So, like, a lot of this stuff is he's not even really going against, like, Biden and shit. He's going against uh-uh. the conservatives that use this kind of shit to to try to get more of a crackdown on, you know, brown people coming to America. Right. So, oh boy. But you know, it is what it is. Um, oh, that reminds me too. I forgot to say, uh, uh, Senator Mitch McConnell fell the other day. He just got out of the hospital. He had a concussion. He was 81 years old. Oh, he just got out? He yeah. fell days ago. Yeah, 81 oh, years old. When you get old. Yeah, saw that today, that update that, uh, he got up out of there. Out of, Got out of the hospital. Okay. Um. All right. Let's see. You're gonna vote to take away your insurance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though his insurance paid for every fucking thing, you probably didn't have no fucking copay. Uh, Angela Yee responds to criticism she received after discussing her experience at the Breakfast Club. I didn't anticipate this would be a firestorm. Would cause such a firestorm. Uh, yeah. She basically talked about how difficult it was to be the only woman on the set. I was the only woman who worked there, too. When I came to producers, camera people, it wasn't an easy room for me to be in. I feel like I did need more, like, backup, she said. Um, following the interview, uh, DJ Envy and past guests on the show responded to her claims and her opinions. Erica Mena and Lil Mama commented on her, um, saying, uh, um, you know, basically saying, like, she was part of the problem. Uh, she didn't help, uh, you know, hold back any of these people from talking shit about, you know, them when they came on the show. Um, so yeah, um, I guess DJ Envy said, that's just not true. 
there are plenty of women that work behind the scenes at the breakfast club it was her Charlemagne, and myself so she was the only woman on air but behind the scenes i mean our boss the actual person that pays our bills and pays our checks and hires us is thea mitchum who's a woman i think she misspoke i think the words were taken out and i guess technically i'm sure she would clean it up but there's a lot of women who work on that for the on that show uh she says usually i don't comment or go back and forth with people but there's too much spinning in the room referred to the people in the studio to produce a board op videographer and host yes they are men that doesn't mean there aren't amazing women who are his ex sales people interns and other departments i've said this on many occasions that it can be hard when your viewpoint is different based on your experience i didn't anticipate this would cause such a firestorm everyone texting me are you okay which i appreciate uh and then she went on but um the thing that i think is interesting is that you know, it was a lot of people that was like, Angela Yee, you kind of be trash to women. And you definitely, when there's been women in the studio, let them get basically harassed, bullied, and all this other shit by the, by the dudes. Like, you know, you just kind of go along for the ride in a lot of these cases. And then it's like when she gets by herself, she turns her brand into like, it's feminism. I'm a, Because I'm a woman and women power and da-da-da-da. But when she's Not in a room with the men, it's, it's very much like... Let me shut the fuck up and get this bag and and be on the air till I can get my check. Yeah, and I could, and it would not be surprising if uh, that her brand blending and mixing with theirs may be one of the reasons why she was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and cut this cord. I made my money. Let me go ahead and cut this cord and start my own thing. So now when I get out here and I talk and I say these things, nobody can look at me but and, and say put you on that show though yeah it could be like a rebrand situation where it's like now that i'm moving Mm -hmm. on to the next phase of my career i want to rebrand it as i was always standing up for women in that room and it was very difficult on me as well and so you know basically i'm 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 here for the girl power i'm here for the feminism and this is my brand because she's done that before when she's been on the show she's had like side projects that her brand was black women and 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 woman power shit Mhm. Yeah, so I don't know, man. It's just kind of weird to see this happening live cuz you know, it's like we saw the first thing. <laughs> we we were there. Like you definitely did uh let a lot of shit slide and you know, and I don't doubt that part of it was because she felt like she didn't have as much power as the men in the situation and Agreed. so I don't think it's like a like she's evil. She just it's just well you don't get the reframing as as like you were this person that was like so put upon and but you were trying your best to stand up it's like we watched you kind of do what they do i mean that's kind of what the show is like we say problematic things we keep it real quote unquote and yeah you wouldn't even have fed in fit in if you was the kind of person that stood up to them they wouldn't have picked you they, they would have never they, yeah they would have never selected you yeah they're not gonna have anybody in it as confrontational yep all right let's move to a different topic boo, boo. We're just fucking with them people because they black. We're just fucking with them people because they black. We're just fucking with them black people. We're just fucking with them blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. Hey, 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 Uh, hamstrung by golden handcuffs, diversity roles disappeared three years after George Floyd's murder inspired them. 
The wave of change in workplaces through diversity, equity, and inclusion roles have squelled, and black workers will feel the brunt of the officer's absence. Mm -hmm. I can see that last one in, first one out. I mean, we knew this. We knew. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody's seen that coming, and you know, the thing is, uh, 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 when it comes to this, the openness only is open for, for so long. That's why we was telling everybody, get your money while y'all can. Right. Get your bags while y'all can. Get them positions while y'all can. Bump up. Get the promotions while y'all can. While, while they're in this giving mood, position yourself. So that when the doors close, you can be done got all you can get. If even they let you, they let you go, you be like, good. Well, we, 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 we both crooked each other. It actually lasted a lot longer than I thought, if I'm being honest. I I had this going six months. It lasted a couple years. But, yeah, um, though, and I mean, if I'm being real, a lot of the in, the a lot of the stuff to me never made sense. You know, we brought it up before on the show, but it never made sense to me that George Floyd died and the solution was like Pepsi is going to step up its commitments to diversity, equity, and inclusion. It's like, I guess it's something to do. It's not a bad thing to do, but it's not the answer, the ask, or the solution to this problem. And at the end of the day, when it's when it's inconvenient, when the corporate bottom line is folds or whatever, y'all, this is gonna be the first shit y'all get rid of because you basically added it like a luxury expenses. It's not a true commitment to any of this shit. Mm-mm. Yeah, because a lot of times for a lot of these big corporations. A lot of anything with diversity and inclusion or anything like that, a lot of times when the economy turns or the profit's not as good or the stock payers demanding more shares or whatever it may be, these are the first things to get chopped. These well, also, are, they are don't, the first things to let go. They don't necessarily make you money. No. They, they probably cost. They consider, they consider charity work. They, they don't probably cost a little something. extra. It's not just charity. It's, it it's not just charity work because you can't even write off this shit necessarily. This is actual like uh, you hired somebody work. Like charity is even easier because it's just like charity. That's probably more incentive to keep charity where you like, hey, we gave money to this thing. We wrote the whole thing off. This is an employee. This is a department. This is people coming in and telling you to change procedures and making shit more costly. This is added training. Mm-hmm. This is so yep. to them, it's like, you know, this shit sounded good in a pinch. And it seemed like people was holding our feet to the fire and there's a way to get everybody off our ass. But it looks like the, the coast is clear. Eggs cost $17. So it's time to go back. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, and it's one of those things where, uh, for a lot of companies, you know, when they do this, people are looking like, well, why didn't y'all already have these in place? Uh, so we know this is sincere. For the same, <laughs> you know, we yeah, know, it, they didn't have them in know, place for right. the, they didn't have them in place for the same reason they're getting rid of them. Correct, right? Because it's costly. <laughs> yeah, like I was, I don't think most black people were ever really fooled by this. Maybe some people gave into the hope of it or something, but I never did. It just seemed like it was due to happen. Um, the roles increased 55% following demands for broader racial equity and justice after George Floyd's murder. Um, this is from the Society of Human Resource Management. They reported that in 2020. Well, the attrition rate for those roles was 33% at the end of 2022 compared to 21% for non-diversity, equity, inclusion roles, meaning that basically they had a third more turnover or firing or layoffs. Um, The places that led the way, Amazon, Applebee's, and Twitter. 
So, mm-hmm. mm-mm-mm. Um, yeah, particularly during the uh, pandemic, Amazon was like, y'all literally hiring like crazy. And I was like, oh, y'all can't keep up. Y'all, y'all not going to be able to keep all these people. Like, it, it was ridiculous. Well, they didn't hire the all those. They didn't hire all those people in DEI, Karen. Those, you know, that's a small percentage of the people they hired. Like, they hired a lot of people, but, you know, very little of that, I'm sure, was like, diversity equity inclusion people here's the trick bag though here's the trick bag what percentage of diversity equity and inclusion people do you think were black like of chief chief diversity officers oh a low a half of a percent if that much half of a percent okay um, well, it's 3.8%. So you should be very surprised. It was, it was way more than you said. Um, and 76.1% are white people. Yeah. That, that are your diversity, equity, and inclusion officer, chief diversity officers at these companies. 76% of them are white people. That's yeah. wild. They're not going to let us be in charge, you know, a shit like that, which we should be even if we qualify for it, but the odds of us actually being in charge are going to be low because, you know, because at the end of the day, when they hire these people if they come in, they're going to be looking for shit and they're going to be demanding changes and they're going to be looking for the, any, they're going to be looking for the shit that you claim that you want to do. And then once they give you a laundry list of shit, you're going to be like, we ain't changing none of that. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. And on top of that, you know, when I try to be funny, you know, when you're dealing with white people, it's easy for white people to talk to white people, but you got to have the right white person in charge just going to actually come up front and, and, and go back and forth with them. Yeah, it's also easy to put a white person in charge if you feel like, you know, when push comes to shove, you need them to be on your side. It's like how HR works right. for the company, not you. So 7.8% uh, were Hispanic or Latino ethnicity and 7.7% were Asian um looking like black people made up the lowest percentage of all those groups because mm-hmm, because you know they have a feeling that we're gonna be the loudest like you know like we're gonna be the loudest because if anybody pays attention this is why and i tell me funny a lot of shit targets us because we are the loudest when it comes to shit we like it we was like it's wrong for us and you ain't gonna do it to nobody else either they were like no 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 you, we can't let y'all be in charge because it Y'all get in charge all of a sudden. Y'all start demanding LGBTQ rights and Asians and 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 Hispanics and Mexicans. Y'all start demanding all this shit for other people. We can't have y'all coming in here rocking the boat and getting equality. No, no, no. All right, zero to hundred. This gets a fifty because it's one of those things where you kind of knew that this wasn't gonna last forever. But I'm still fucked with it a little bit. Okay. Yep. I give it a. I give it a hundred. Um. Yeah. Even though I knew it was coming, it still was like, yep. Here they come, confirming my worst fears. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas coach Mark Adams was suspended uh, pending investigation. Um. He uh. He had a inappropriate. He was in- suspended following an inappropriate, unacceptable, and racially insensitive comment he made to a player. Uh, Adams told Stadium that the comments he made were not racist and that he was just quoting a Bible verse when he told one of his players that there is always a master and a servant. I was quoting the scripture. 
It was a private conversation about coaching when you have a job and being coachable. I said that in the Bible that Jesus talks about how we all have bosses and we are all servants. I was quoting the Bible about that. Uh, he said the follow, he addressed the team the following day, but said it was to explain the situation. He said he did not apologize. One of my coaches said it bothered the player. I explained to them I didn't apologize. Now, part of this is just built into coaching on the college level. Coaches typically don't apologize. There is no true accountability for coaches. Like they feel like the position of authority is that I'm always right. You always do what I say. If it's a problem, it's because you didn't understand. And the state normally empowers these people because they pay them the most of any state employee in the in the state, mostly. So mm-hmm. uh, I can see how it got to the, where it could be a misunderstanding. It could be his arrogance. And it's still going to add up to he need to go. Like, because yep. even if it's not or uh, if you didn't mean it in a racial way, you're incapable of actually receiving what this player is t- telling you because you feel like so much of what your position is is about authority. Yes. And I'm going to tell you an even bigger reason why uh, they got rid of him is because of that portal. You know what? Mm-hmm. Students have choices now. So now you can't come in here with your authority, banging your fists, talking about what y'all ain't going to do, benching players and thinking everything going to be all right. right. You make the wrong star player mad. He'll hit that portal and get the fuck up out of there. And he ain't no consequences or repercussions for his actions. He can do it immediately. He don't have to wait a year and all this other fucking bullshit y'all tried to do before. He could do like y'all do when y'all change jobs. Y'all just leave. And they was like, no, no, no. You can't be out here fucking up our program, sir. You got to go. That's the only reason I think that they fired him. Oh, I have another reason. So that's not the only reason. Okay. The other reason is this. This season, they were 16 and 15 overall and 5 and 13 in, in conference play. Oh, not good. Yeah, so. You ain't Bobby Knight, sir. You ain't Bobby Knight. Zero to 100? This right here, a uh, 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 hundred. I'm irritated. Right. Yeah, I gave it, it a 50. I'm not that fucked with by it. I, they got rid of them. It's the right thing to do. Uh, it may not have even been racist, but... I don't mm-hmm. know. All that Bible shit, master slave shit, I don't fuck with it. Um, Last one. Over a dozen employees resigned after Pennsylvania restaurant owner names two cocktails, the Negro and the Caucasian. Uh, what was in the drinks? Well, I guess we'll get to it. Uh, the restaurant is in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. What an awkward place to choose to divide us. I know. I've been, I think I've been to Gettysburg, Tennessee. I've never been to Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Experienced numerous employees walking out following the, in- the introduction of a menu item, menu featuring beverages named after racial terms by the owner. As reported by the Gettysburg Times, when Donald Hoffman, the owner of Mella Kitchen at Jack's Hard Cider, uh, chose to offer interesting cocktails in the theater, at least 25 workers resigned. A handful of workers vented their grievances on social media, claiming he required them to serve beverages with names like the Caucasian and the Negro. Yeah, and you know, when people are drinking and ordering from that menu, you're just inviting some shit. Yep, they're going to come and just say inappropriate shit. Is, you, they're going to hear slurs. They're like, no, this is going to be a problem. Right. Oh, my God. I have sucked so many Negroes today. <laughs> we're being uh-huh. funny. We're being, we're, we're being funny. This is hilarious. 
Uh, can I have two niggers? Oops, I mean Negroes. Ooh, I'm bad. Like, <laughs> look at me being racy. Uh, uh, um, excuse me, sir, sir. Uh, can I have um <clears throat> three Negroes? Yes, yes. I, I, I want a train ran on me by three Negroes, ma'am. Right. Get out of here. Beat it, bitch. I like to some Negroes. Uh, myself and I mean, first of all, uh. This is really copyright infringement because Paula Dean was gonna have to sue. Um, myself and most all all of my coworkers walked out on Friday night due to the owner and the heads of production at Jack Cider pushing some racist cocktail names, said Emily Kate Hessler on Facebook. Despite days of efforts from upper management trying to halt this cocktail and its name, Friday comes and it's time to reveal this weekend special. I made a formal complaint to upper management and notified them that if the name isn't changed, most of the scheduled staff will be walking. Hessler also accused Hoffman of mistreating the staff since he acquired the business in 2019. You don't say. The guy who's like, I think this racist joke gonna work. I believe in my racist joke. Uh, Donald has repeatedly mistreated staff being emotionally and verbally abusive, sexist, inappropriate touching, and comments to both female and male staff members. Well, that's just working in the restaurant industry, okay? We've all been there. Uh, Yeah, but yeah, for a lot of people, you have to deal with that Because I know some people are thinking, like, why they ain't leave before this? And I'm like, guys, I've worked in the restaurant industry, and it's that's how fucking piss poor it is. If if you've been a waiter for any period of time, you've dealt with at least some of that, if not every last part of it. All of it. Yes, sir. Uh, nevertheless, Mella Kitchen responded to the claim and apologized for the incident. I have come to realize how we have fallen short of addressing the sensitive issues toward others, both inside the company and in how we present ourselves to the community. I take full responsibility for the shortcomings and I apologize to the current and former employees who have experienced harm while working at Mella Kitchen. I will be ordering additional sensitivity training for myself and promise to develop a culture of understanding, empathy, and tolerance to ensure that our staff feel safe and empowered. Um, that's just how I feel like he talks in my head. But um, the thing that's interesting there is I'm ordering sensitivity training for myself. <laughs> because didn't nobody else need it they left they knew they they had the training they said what the fuck is this i quit and he was like "Mm, i guess i need some training (laughs) the training is for me i I guess since i'm the only employee left i guess this is home this egg on my face and in these drinks uh all right karen zero to 100 they still didn't tell me what was in the drinks was 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 it watermelon flavor for the negroes with a with a side of chicken on the rim, what are we talking about here? Was it, was it, uh, you know, uh, avocado, you know, toast on the side? Like, I won't know what was in these drinks. I don't know, baby. They didn't tell us. Oh, boo, boo. Okay. I give it a hundred because I just because I don't know what's in the drinks. Boo. Yeah, I give it. Too. Yeah, I give it a hundred as well. This is just uncalled for, unforced racism. Just dumb. Just dumbass racism. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, sir, you're serving alcohol. It really doesn't have to get that much more complicated. Have you met alcoholics? They'll drink anything. You don't have to. They're not like I, I mean, you, uh, you know what? I wasn't. I wasn't you thirsty. Anything. I wasn't thirsty until I saw some racism on the menu. But now I'm ready to get drunk. Like eh, I think you'll be all right. <laughs> 
racism does it for me every time yeah i don't think they were sitting around like i don't know man they just got moscow mules they don't have anything uh, oh a caucasian <laughs> i think i know what i'm having like it's funny because the caucasian was just a, a glass of warm milk a lot of people don't know that oh. it's time to guess the race 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 all right, guess the race time. We go around the globe, find different articles, guess the race of the people involved. Karen plays along, the chapman plays along. They're all racist. And uh, this one's kind of a long article, but I'll let it play. It's complicated as you think. You can actually transfer ownership just by signing a special deed and having it notarized. Oh, wait, can y'all hear this? Yes. Okay. We usually do that in cases of divorce or giving a home to the relatives, but beware of potential scams to cheat you. Investigative reporter Terry Parker here to explain how the same process can make you vulnerable to unknowingly signing away your home. Terry? Todd and Felicia, that's what a senior homeowner in Fort Pierce says happened to him, according to court doc documents. He signed away his home for $10. Now he's being evicted and has no place to go. I looked into his story to see how it happened and to show you what you need to be careful of. Claude Fry is selling his mother's trinkets in his driveway, hoping to make a little cash. So you consider this your home? Yes. After 23 years of living here, Fry is being evicted because somehow Fry signed over the deed to his house for a mere $10, a house that just sold to a third buyer for $185,000. Like I said, everybody's just been taking advantage of me because I'm just like kind of nice guy, you know. Neighbor Vince Erico says when he found out Fry was being evicted, he looked up the property records. There's definitely something wrong there. And he gets nothing. I think he got $1,500. In 2020, Fry's mom died, and he says he got behind in the mortgage. I would have never probably got behind so bad if it wasn't for my mom dying and me being the only one here. And I took it really hard. The bank foreclosed, and Fry asked a man he knew for help. He says in 2021, Thomas Brinson promised to take over the mortgage payments. So Fry signed a deed transferring the property to Brinson for $10. And Brinson would let Fry live in his house. But later, court filings would say that Fry didn't realize what he was signing. Once I signed paper, and I didn't realize that that gave him the right to sell it. And that evicted me. Brinson says the house and Fry were a headache, too much stress and money. So six months later, Brinson signed the house over to Carlton Darville, a real estate investor. Darville won't say how much he paid Brinson. This recorded deed shows a payment of $10 and other good and valuable consideration. Then in December 2022, Darville flipped the house, selling it for $185,000 to a New York-based LLC, according to county records. When Fry hadn't vacated by January 25th, the new owner filed for eviction. So that's the gist of the story. Uh, guess the race of the man being evicted. White. All right, let's check the chat room. White. White. Like, how is this fucking even legal? Man, it just Sorry. reminds me of this documentary they series. They be getting them elderly people. Reminded me of this documentary series. It's okay. It's all right. It reminded me of this documentary series I saw on um, Netflix that was about people that 
use these scams to scam elderly people and and poor people out of stuff by signing over shit and then next thing you know they take over your finances and putting you in a home and shit so uh everyone's saying white june says old and black de-reparated black says dendrick fries futurama isn't bright white this is awful white on white the correct answer is excuse me most of y'all said the same thing white karen you got it right wrong clapping A couple of you did miss it, though. Not everything bad that happens to poor people happens to black people, okay, everybody? Uh, that Let that be a lesson to all of you. <laughs> um, all right, let's go to another one. Um, a Maryland mom attacks daughter's alleged bully in middle school. Uh, Kelly Sadik, 41, argued with a student in Aberdeen Middle School, which escalated to a physical confrontation. Well, police say she grabbed the student's arm and she tried to walk away. Police say the student suffered a minor injury. Sadik left a pretty nice-sized red mark and bruise on that arm. Sadik was arrested and charged with second-degree assault and trespassing. She was buzzed into the middle school by the main office via the outside intercom, according to police. But she was accompanied by her daughter and made a beeline to the alleged bully instead of signing in at the main office. A teacher saw what had happened, what happened, and immediately intervened. But the victim's grandmother wants to know how Sadik got that far into the school. I don't know how she got that far without somebody doing something," said Judy Kibler. "I am a grandparent. I know when you go to school, you get buzzed in. You go straight to the office." After hearing about what happened from her son-in-law, she said, "First, I was in shock, but then when I was then I was angry, frustrated, and really upset." The victim's dad spoke to the local news outlet WBLTV, WBALTV, and said his biggest concern was how quickly she got into the school. She bypassed the office, then she got a direction location of where my daughter was. She could have had a weapon. She could have had anything. That's the most frightening part about it. Well, you just gotta hide behind that wall. That hide <laughs> in the corner of the room. They do it in ten seconds. Yeah. Um. She's doing court in May. Karen, guess the race. What's her name again? Her name is uh, Kelly Sadik. I'm going black. Karen's going black. Let's check the chat room. Uh, white privilege leaves red marks. Each one beat one black. Black can roam around the school without being questioned white. White mama is a white on white crime spree. WBAL is Baltimore. Black, white. Uh, so it looks like between black and white, white soccer mom, white says June, uh, white says Terry, uh, fuck them kids black. All right. Well, the correct answer is Karen. You said black. All right. Karen says black. You got it wrong. She was white. Uh, many of you did get it right, though. Not everybody beating up kids at school is black, everybody. I hope y'all are learning some lessons about the stereotypes y'all harbor. Okay? <laughs> oh, hope we're learning some things today, educating ourselves. You know any black sadics? Is that, is that a thing y'all run into out there in the wild? Just 
black people with the last name Sadik. I, don't, I haven't met one yet, but I've only been in America 44 years. What do I know? You know, but <laughs> I think we might have had. Uh, I've never heard anybody by that last name. Yeah, I think some of y'all might got a little carried away. Uh, well, all right, let's go to the bonus round. Let me get the bonus round music. It's time to get the race. 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 All right, guess the race time. Karen is bonus round one and one. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, a Texas man was arrested Wednesday after authorities said he was seen walking around a high school campus with a rifle. Elvin Ray Fox, fifty nine was found by authorities Wednesday after he became trapped in a wall inside the Paradise High School gym. Uh, how do you get Looks trapped like in a, a club. How do you get trapped in a wall? I have no idea. Uh, was he one of them four walls but you protect somebody who got caught in it in 10 seconds? I don't know. It must have been. He must have been like, I, I get out of this. I can't shoot my way out. Uh, <laughs> right. While classes have I not. I can't push it. While classes have not started at the Texas school, teachers, band members, and high school football players were on the premises. Uh, the school was placed on lockdown. Authorities on the scene initially could not find Fox, but after noticing a ceiling tile was disturbed near the gym, they began to search the crawl space. After six-hour search, he uh, they said out, out, they said officers found Fox wedged between two concrete walls in the locker room near the gym. Authorities used power tools to remove him. Oh my goodness, that's oh. embarrassing. Uh, he slipped between the walls. He's in custody. Everything's fine. We all have a little too much dust in our lungs. But other than that, everybody's good. We're just glad that it ended. Fox faces felony charges of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon in possession of a firearm. Guess the race. What's the name again? Elvin Ray Fox. Oh, white. Karen's going white. Let's check the chat room, see what they believe for his race. Um, white black training for the next insurrection white black all white people news wall to wall white white uh no k can we only okay that's not right uh white black again able to roam the halls of the school with a gun unquestioned white elvin not alvin the correct answer is i think everyone said white white Yeah, he looks See, like it a... should have been both directions. What's happening with this? <laughs> he looks like he got a lot going on. He looks like he says brother a lot. You know, listen, brother. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's got a lot going on with that hair. Uh, and I them eyes. But you know what? Still able to get a gun in America. Apparently so. <laughs> Still able Apparently to get a so. Not only able to get a gun, able to get a gun and be on campus in America. That's 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 just. That's no, just we don't we, do. we don't need you looking everywhere all at once. No, one direction only, sir. Right, that's just what we gotta deal with in this country, guys. All right, last thing, sword ratchetness.
An Arizona man's medieval Viking sword valued at $24,000 has gone missing. I decided okay. to change oh, electric shit. providers because I noticed. I guess I have a news article. I'll see if I can play it if it's not one of these only showing words while playing music articles. Yes, they love that bullshit. Well, I'll find that out together in five seconds. Uh, that's what I like about being live, spontaneous. Uh, all right, let's see. Man searches for missing Viking sword. That's terrible. This Highlander. We by history. Daryl Johnson from Glendale basically inherited a passion for antiques. My mom worked with archaeologists. I was on archaeological digs since I was actually in diapers. Since then, he's focused on picking up Spanish colonial pieces like this sword. And another specialty is Viking era artifacts like this other sword. Johnson says he bought this Viking sword about two years ago. This is the authentication letter from the seller, and these are x-rays giving us a deeper look. When you acquire a piece like that, that rarity, it's sort of the cherry on top. Last month, he decided to ship the sword to an art gallery in Colorado, which valued it at up to $24,000 and wanted to put it up for auction for him. The gallery sent a shipping label, so Johnson says he dropped off the sword at this UPS store on Dysert Road, where the package was scanned by employees. One was really excited about it and was asking to take pictures and asking me about what those things are, you know, valued at. He was told it would be delivered in two to three days. Five days later, nothing. Six days later, nothing. That was either the sixth or seventh day. We, we got the tracking number, started looking at it, and said it didn't leave Arizona. These UPS screenshots showing an investigation was opened for the lost package. But John... That's what, listen, I'm not blaming him exactly, but this is why you don't be telling people, like, it's worth about $24,000. Because <laughs> that, that employee thing, I'm like, that's interesting, because I make $7 an hour, so... Uh, <laughs> Just mail my it. shit. Huh? I said, just smell my shit. Smell and, your you know, shit? What do you mean? Yeah, like asking all these questions. Like, oh, just questions? mail my shit. Okay. You, yes. I, I thought you said just smell my shit. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Just smell it. Like, why we got just, all these questions? Just, uh, just with a T. Yes. Just, yeah, just mail it. Yes. Yeah. My bad. It sounds like you're saying just smell it. Just smell <laughs> no. my shit is what it sounds like you said. Anyway, I hear you. I'm on the same page. The sword is lost but stolen. We reached out to the UPS store incorporated. A spokesperson says they will try to find a resolution with Johnson and asked us for his contact information. Maricopa County Sheriff's Office is also looking into this case. And meanwhile, Johnson is offering a $1,000 reward for any information that can help him get his sword back. Reporting in the newsroom, Casey Torres, Arizona's family. I hope they find it, Casey. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, it's one of the things with that. How the fuck are you supposed to mail it? Did, did you just come in? Did you didn't have it pre-wrapped up or nothing? You just came in there with it hanging at your back, hanging off your back, putting it out the sheath? The fuck is this? I mean, I'm sure you, the way it was looking so fragile and old, I'm sure you had it like wrapped up in right precautions, but you know, you give it to people like this because they ship stuff on purpose and you think, uh, professionally, I mean, and you would right. think they would be able to seal it in a thing, way that protected it that you probably wouldn't be able to do at home. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if they stole it, if the place that got it stole it, if someone just, you know, got tipped off. It sounded like you told people 
how much it was mm-hmm. worth and you can't trust them motherfuckers it sound like an inside job you know like like mm-hmm. some like and somebody I, knew I'm, what it was worth and on top of that with it with it not your phone with it costing that much money you probably if you're gonna brag about it, i know there are people who not gonna find their whole thing is we deliver shit like this and we ain't like your, your regular delivery services <laughs> so i'm pretty sure they put like this and it put like this it's, instead of it you know being there in three days and then charge you 50 they might charge you 300 dollars, but your shit gonna get that old yeah i just hope this ain't some cursed assassin's creed blade that that the, the viking gods are gonna start shooting lightning out of it or some shit we gonna be that, reading about this in six months that, that ups worker gonna show up and he be like he gonna show up there can only be one right. josh what happened somewhere they just in arizona i have the power uh <laughs> all right child that's it we're out this is a nice fun short episode uh you know well i guess well it's about normal hour and a half um so we'll talk to y'all soon um very busy this week with uh working on this deep dive for this week hopefully it won't be too much hassle after this and um that's about it so hopefully we'll do balls deep either wednesday or friday um we'll figure it out i'm planning to do it tomorrow though so hopefully we'll get to get it started on time so if you're premium be on the lookout for that and possibly friday maybe a nerd off depending on if we can get enough people and stuff or if karen has plans on friday i haven't checked to see if, no you good no hair nothing okay i don't think so I'll, I'll let you know if those plans change All right, because you definitely said this last time uh i asked you about what's the tea so all right y'all we'll talk to y'all <laughs> time is no construct <laughs> we'll t- talk to y'all later until then i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.